How serious is all this? Hi, this is Doug Hooley, and you're listening to another episode of The Called Out Cafe. This is the 16th episode in the series titled, Choose Your Jesus Wisely. Well, today I want to talk about how serious this topic is. In a sermon he titled, A Jealous God, Charles Spurgeon said this of God in 1863. He can perceive the idols in your hearts. He understands what be the secret things that your souls lust after. He searches your heart. He tries your reins. Beware, lest he find you sacrificing to strange gods, for his anger will smoke against you, and his jealousy will be stirred. Besides Charles Spurgeon, (laughs) the warning from Jesus could not have been any clearer. When he comes in judgment, many who will have thought they had been calling Jesus Lord will have actually spent their lives addressing a false Jesus by that title. Listen to this from Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 to 23. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Please do not miss this. Many who think that they are Christians and doing the work of Jesus are not. Jesus was clear that few will correctly identify him as the Messiah, accept what he did for them on the cross, and surrender their will to him. Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and therefore there are few who find it. Those are the words found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. Partially to blame for the relatively small percentage of authentic children of God who find themselves among many Christians will be the deception that will be rampant prior to Jesus' return to this earth. Jesus warned his followers about this deception in the strongest terms possible. Well, given all this information about the few that actually will be authentic children of God or are authentic children of God, how serious should the authentic child of God take the responsibility of the existence of false gods, you know, these false Jesuses, in his or her life? Since authentic children of God have been appointed to salvation and eternal life and nothing can take that away from them, Is there nothing to worry about? I don't need to waste words trying to convince the authentic child of God of this. For the authentic child of God, the idea of allowing a false God in their life is repulsive and unacceptable. It would be like purposefully allowing the, you know, the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel to indwell the Holy of Holies in God's temple. 
there could be nothing more serious than potentially allowing such an abomination to exist in their life. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, there is no room for any other God. The first rule God ever gave to Moses for his chosen people to follow reflected this. You shall have no other gods before me. That's the first commandment. It's found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. False gods are referred to hundreds of times throughout the Old Testament. The false god Baal is referred to 63 times alone. God continually reinforced his first commandment and made clear how important it is to him for his followers to not allow any other gods to exist in their lives. It's important to remember when reading the Old Testament that there are different storylines in the Bible. One of those storylines has to do with God's chosen people, the people that he set aside for himself. Clear back at the Tower of Babel when he gave away the other nations to the original priests or the original principalities, authorities, and rulers in heavenly places. He kept Israel for himself, the natural descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the children of Israel, or who we know today as the Jews. It's not as easy to assume that everything that happened or is promised to happen to the Jews is what's in store for the body of Christ or the church. That would be called replacement theology. The church did not replace Israel. They are still a strong storyline in the Bible, past, present, and future. However, even with that being the case, the following scriptures demonstrate the importance that God places on staying true to him alone. This is found in Exodus. No, it's not. This is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 14 to 15. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you, for the Lord your God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. And then this is from Deuteronomy eleven sixteen to 17. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them, lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you. And he shut up the heavens so that there is be no rain, and the land yield no produce, and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. When Moses came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments, he found the people had constructed a golden calf to worship in the place of God. Moses destroyed the idol and had members of the tribe of Levi go throughout all the people and kill many of the offenders who worshipped the golden calf. Moses then went back and took counsel with God. Regarding what to do about those who engage in the worship of false gods, or the false god, the golden calf, God told Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. That's found in Exodus 32:33. Sometime later, the children of Israel turned to a god named Baal of Peor. Peor is the name of a mountain peak. The following was the outcome of that incident. This is found in the book of Numbers, chapter 25, verses 4 to 5. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take all the, leader of the leaders of the people and hang the offenders before the Lord. 
out in the sun that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. So Moses said to the judges of Israel, Every one of you kill his men who were joined to Baal of Peor. God often gave specific instructions on how to deal with false gods. False gods normally came in the form of physical idols. This is from Exodus 23, verse 24. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. And this from Deuteronomy 7, verse 5. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images and burn their carved images with fire. There was one reoccurring issue that corporate Israel had. They continually turned away from the one true authentic God in favor of false gods. We see Israel being repeatedly warned about such behavior. We see them being punished over and over again. We see God rescuing Israel when they repented. And we see his instructions to them many times to utterly destroy anything having to do with the false gods that infiltrated their lives. We see him say that he will blot out their name from his book who worshiped the golden calf. Although these scriptures and scenarios are from the Old Testament and pertain to Israel, it's the same God we're talking about, and the principle is the same. Our God is a jealous God. It's a righteous jealousy. It's a jealousy for those who He has set apart for Himself and made holy. We are not to worship false images of God, whether they're made of sticks or stones or metals, whether they're real beings in heavenly places, or whether they are false gods that we custom make in our own minds. They are all an abomination to God. Let me say this again. God is clearly a jealous God who has no tolerance for any other gods in the lives of those who He's chosen to follow His Son. My response to false gods must be the same. Zero tolerance. Those who choose any other God besides the one true God will not inherit eternal life. There's no room in the kingdom of God for inauthentic Christians or their false gods that they drag around with them. Well, this has been a really short episode, but that's because I got some stuff to do. It's Angela and I's 40th wedding anniversary here in the next couple of days, and we got some stuff to get ready for. But next time, I want to talk about the difference between Christians who are Christian in name only and authentic children of God. Lord willing, let's take a look at who is who in the next episode. But until then, may God richly bless you and Maranatha. Thanks for joining me today. Until my next podcast, you can follow me on Facebook by going to the Doug Hooley Ministries page. I'm on Twitter at at Doug H Ministries. And I'm on Instagram at Doug Hooley Ministries. Find out about what I'm working on and read some of my blogs at DougHooley.com or email me at Doug at DougHooley.com. That's Doug at D-O-U-G-H-O-O-L-E-Y dot com. 
I'd love to hear from you. This has been the Called Out Cafe. So long, and God bless. Thank you.